0: What did one Easter egg say to the other Easter egg? What did one Easter egg say to the other Easter egg? Heard any good yolks today? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is our podcast for Thursday, April 16th, 2020 in religion class. And we are going to move to prayer today. So let us remember that we are in the holy presence of God. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit encourage you to sit or stand in an upright position and close your eyes briefly. Try to let your body relax and we're gonna move into three deep breaths. So at this time please take a big a big inhale followed by a slow exhale. Take another big inhale your body relax and a big slow exhale. Take one more big deep breath in and exhale deeply and deeply. I invite you to still keep your eyes closed and call to mind that which you most want to pray for today. Maybe it's someone you know who is lonely or sick. Maybe it's something for yourself. Maybe it's something for your world, for the world. Call to mind what you must want to pray for today. this prayer intention in mind we're going to move to the prayer called the litany of trust so if you want to follow along with reading along there's a way for you to do that otherwise i'll just tell you the audio prompts to say as we pray so <clears throat> the following along with reading you would go to google classroom and at 605 last night mr shublin posted a document called prayers for thursdays and fridays classes Click on that document, open that up, and that has our praise for you. If you're not able to pull that up, that's okay, but I encourage you to follow along by saying the following. Deliver me, Jesus. Deliver me, Jesus. Okay. So after every petition, I'm going to ask you to join me in saying deliver me. Here we go. From the belief that I have to earn your love, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear that I am unlovable, deliver me, Jesus. From the false security that I have what it takes, Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear that trusting you will leave me more destitute, deliver me, Jesus. From all suspicion of your words and promises, deliver me, Jesus. From the rebellion against childlike dependency on you, deliver me, Jesus. From refusals and reluctances in accepting your will, deliver me, Jesus. From anxiety about the future, deliver me, Jesus. From resentment or excessive preoccupation with the past, deliver me, Jesus. From restless self-seeking in the present moment, deliver me Jesus from the disbelief in your loving presence, deliver me Jesus from the fear of being asked more than I have to give, deliver me Jesus from the belief that my work, my life has no meaning or worth, deliver me Jesus from the fear of what love demands, deliver me Jesus from discouragement, deliver me Jesus. Now, our next response is, Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. That you are continually holding me, sustaining me, and loving me. Jesus, I trust in you. That your love goes deeper than my sins and failings and transforms me. Jesus, I trust in you. That not knowing what tomorrow brings is an invitation to lean on you. Jesus, I trust in you. That you are with me in my suffering. Jesus, I trust in you. That my suffering united to your own will bear fruit in this life and the next. Jesus, I trust in you, that you will not leave me orphan, that you are present in your church. Jesus, I trust in you, that your plan is better than anything else. Jesus, I trust in you, that you always hear me and in your goodness always respond to me. Jesus, I trust in you, that you give me the grace to accept forgiveness and to forgive others. Jesus, I trust in you, that you give me all the strength I need for what is asked. Jesus, I trust in you, that my life is a gift. Jesus, I trust in you, that you will teach me to trust you. Jesus, I trust in you, that you are my Lord and my God. Jesus, I trust in you, that I am your beloved one. Jesus, we ask that you hear and answer our prayers for trust, for faith in you during this challenging time, where we are away from each other and where many people are sick. Please pray, especially and help for those, help those who are most in need of your mercy and of faith. Amen. In John Baptist de La Salle, pray for us. San Miguel, pray for us. St. Francis the Dominic, pray for us. Live Jesus in our hearts forever. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you enjoyed that prayer, you can pray that anytime you want to, and now you have access to that on the document. Announcements for the day. Our one announcement for today is our extra credit opportunity, our Old Testament challenge to read a book of the Old Testament of our choosing and earn extra credit is needing to be started by Friday. And what you need to do is share with me what book you are interested in. If you're interested in doing this, you can earn some extra credit. The details of that are posted on the Google Google Classroom stream for religion, and also you can ask me mr Shovelin, if you need book recommendations i will help you to figure out a book that you might be interested in by giving you a quick overview of some books that i think you might enjoy again please let me know by friday if you want to do that also good luck to you all who are working on your bio pre- projects that uh those are our announcements for the day today what we are doing is applying the principles of the kingdom of god the story of the prodigal son. So remember the principles of the kingdom of God, as we talked about at the beginning of the Gospel of Luke, are that God chooses the unqualified. God chooses the unqualified to do his vocation, to do his task. And God is a God who keeps his promises. God is a God who keeps his promises. So keeping promises and calling the unqualified, those two principles I want us to think about as we read the great story of the prodigal son from the gospel of Luke. So, for our next step in today's lesson, please keep following along with this podcast. But if you don't have your Bible out, find your Bible and go to Luke chapter 15, verses 11 through 32. Luke chapter 15, verses 11 through 32. And when you are there, before we begin reading, again, we're thinking about... Does God show his ability to be a promise keeper here? Or does God show his ability to choose the unqualified here? One last thing before we begin reading. In the story that Jesus gives, the father figure is meant to be an allusion to God the father. So the father in the story is meant to be God the father. Here we go. This is Luke 15 verse 11 through 32. Then Jesus said, A man had two sons. And the younger son came to his father and said, Father, give me the share of your estate that should come to me. So the father divided the property between them. After a few days, the younger son collected all his belongings and set off to a distant country where he squandered his inheritance on a life of dissipation. When he had freely spent everything, a severe famine struck that country, and he found himself in dire need. So he hired himself out to one of the local citizens who sent him to his farm to tend the swine. And he longed to eat his fill of the pods on which the swine fed, but nobody gave him any. Coming to his senses, he thought, How many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food to eat? But here I am dying from hunger. I shall get up and go to my father, and I shall say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son treat me as you would treat one of your hired workers. So he got up and went back to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father caught sight of him and was filled with compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But his father ordered his servants, quickly bring the finest robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his feet and sandals, Put his ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Take the fattened calf and slaughter it. Then let us celebrate with a feast. Because this son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. Then the celebration began. Now the older son had been out in the field and on his way back, as he neared the house, he heard the sound of music and dancing. He called one of the servants and asked what this might mean. The servant said to him, Your brother has returned and your father has slaughtered the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. He became angry, and when he refused to enter the house, his father came out and pleaded with him. He said to his father in reply, Look, all these years I served you and not once did I disobey your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat to feast on with my friend. But when your son returns, who swallowed up your property with prostitutes, for him you slaughter the fattened calf. He said to him, my son you are here with me always everything I have is yours but now we must celebrate and rejoice because your brother was dead and has come to life again he was lost and has been found ladies and gentlemen that's Luke chapter 15 verses 11 through 32 the story of the prodigal son and as we think about the prodigal son we're also thinking about the principles in the gospel of Luke that God is a God who keeps his promises And God is a God who chooses the unqualified for his mission, for his kingdom. So our next step in reflecting on this story is to go to Flipgrid and create a video in the way that Mr. Shovlin creates his Flipgrid video. So please go to Flipgrid. We'll see you there. God bless.